What up, folks? What it do? Welcome to another episode of the Best Advice Ever podcast with your boy, comedian Mike Goodwin, rocking the bow tie. Why? Because I'm the bow tie comedian. It's very interesting how success works, right? One thing I've realized, if you're doing something that's working, hey, man, keep doing it. And that's an advice. That it, This is, I'm not even giving you the best advice. I'm just giving you some advice from my experiences. I've branded the bow tie fabulously, fabulously. I had branded the bow tie so well that people didn't even know my name. There was a point where folks were like, man, we got the Bowtie comedian here. We got Mr. Bowtie comedy. Mr. Bowtie is in that building. But no one was saying Mike Goodwin. So I was like, wait a minute. We're doing too much. We need to be recognized as Mike Goodwin a.k.a. the Bowtie or the Bowtie Comedian or the Bowtie Comedy, whatever. But you know what Mike Goodwin did? Because it was working so well, Mike Goodwin was like, you know what? I'm sick of wearing this Bowtie. (laughs) And at least I didn't go to straight tie comedy. That's what some people was like. Hey, man. I'm sick of this particular way that I'm doing it. I'm going to go the other way. I didn't do that. I didn't go straight tie comedy, a regular tie comedy. I did more no tie comedy, right? So I'd show up to things separate from stage. Now, on stage, if I'm doing comedy, nine times out of ten, unless it's a thousand degrees outside or in the building I am, in i'm gonna have on a bow tie but i was showing up to some folks podcasts and they were like whoa where's the bow tie or when you show up to interviews or just anything people like where's the bow tie even if i show up to an event that i'm gonna do before the event happens i'm not i'm not showing up in a bow tie folks are nervous you know i'll get to a place on average, an hour before the event, hour and 30 minutes. I, I try, I really prefer not to be at the event far before I go up. Like, that's just, what are we doing, people? But I understand for the comfort of the promoter or the event organizer, they want to make sure that you make it there. And I'm going to get there. I cannot remember a time where I've missed the show. Like I've been doing comedy full time for 10 years. I I can't think of a time. Maybe if you were out there and I was supposed to be on the show and I didn't make it, please chime in. Please let me know. I, I can't think of a time whether, I mean, COVID shut stuff down, but even it was canceled. I, it wasn't like I couldn't make it and they were waiting. So I I can't think of a time when I've not made it. So there's no need to have me there three hours before the event, people. You don't need to do it. But typically, I show up in a hoodie, 
I'm about that hoodie life. It's very comfortable. Comfortable. So I show up in the hoodie and people like, hey, uh, where that bow tie at, cuz? <laughs> and I'm like, it's in my bag. So, yeah, there's something that happens, man, when you're being successful. You want to shy away from the thing that made you successful. And I'm not doing that. We're not doing that in 2023. We're leaning in. We're doubling down. We're going deeper. So every time you look up, your boy might have on a boat. I'm talking about on my comedy skits, words of the day, bow tied out, bow tied comedy, bow tied to the maximum, bodacious bow ties, baby. So that's what you do when you become successful. So I'm I'm not going to do that. I'm going to lean into the thing. And so we're going to rock these bow ties. And we're going to rock these bow ties on the podcast. We're going to rock these bow ties every time you see your boy. Well, not every time because I'm at the gym. I'm not rocking the bow ties at the gym. Now, the way the show typically starts, y'all knew it. Y'all love it. It's on the road. However, it's the Christmas, New Year's season stretch. I'm not on the road. My last event was the one (laughs) in Ohio when I was almost locked down, shut down. So that was the last event that we were at Cleveland Improv. It's my last event for 2022. That would have been. December the 23rd, right? So I took a break. Took a break. Now, here's the other thing, too. I am a comedian of African-American descent. I I, I don't know why I always feel like, (laughs) but it's pertinent. I I know people, people, (laughs) people don't want to know your race. No. But so the reason I bring it up is because New Year's Eve services are tremendous in the community of the African American, right? And 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 for the terms of my career or, or a comedian, if you if you're a comedian, a clean comedian, gospel comedian, Christian comedian, whatever 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 that label is, and you do churches, and you do black churches. You typically are booked on New Year's Eve because folks are doing New Year's Eve services. Well, I made a decision a couple of years ago. Now, I did do my church last year, Right Direction Church International in Columbia, South Carolina. I, I did the New Year's Eve comedy portion last year but before that i would like to think that i I didn't do a new year's eve service and i I think i've been of the mindset of the last few years that i don't not i'm gonna say i want to do a new year's eve service but if there's a new year's eve service that i'm gonna do it's gonna be an offer i couldn't refuse right where things are going well and i'm not 
sad or upset about that. Things are going well. And so I've made the executive decision to stay home for New Year's Eve. Because typically, if you are working on a New Year's Eve service, like you go up late. I just talked to a friend of mine, Marcus Wiley. He did his show was at 12 midnight, right? That's when the show happened. By that time, I want to be in the bed, right? I do the Happy New Year's, but shortly thereafter, I want to lay it down, lay it down. So, and it's just, it's just a lot. It's a lot to, you're away from home, you can take your family, or now we got a, a, an adventure. <laughs> we had an adventure. And on the road, what I just encountered was because I didn't have a New Year's Eve service. We went to the Gator Bowl, my family and I. Went down to Jacksonville, Florida for the Gator Bowl. So it would have been a lot to have the entire group to travel, to do a New Year's Eve. So, so the last few years, I've chosen to take that night off. Now, I'm, I'm I'm always open. I'm always open. And I love telling jokes. So it's not like I don't want to do it. I just, it's one of those stretches like, okay, after Christmas, I want to shut it down. You know, I try to take a little little vacation, a little little wind, catch your breath. Little end of the year, uh, end of the year, wrap around. That's not what you call it, but the end of the year kind of reflection. I, you know, I worked in education for many years, so we had a nice, on average, two-week break. So I, I kind of, in many respects, tried to emulate that break that we had when I worked at the school. So that's kind of in the spirit in which I, I think I've been leaning towards. Now, again, I'm not saying I'm out of the, I'm not out of the new year's Eve game. Cause it's, it's a big night. It's a big night and people want comedy and they want, they want to pay. They want to pay. And I want to receive payment, but I've just chosen over the, over the course of the last few years to say, hey, man, I'm going to stay at the house, right? I'm going to stay at the house, kick with my family. And New Year's night is a very uh, sentimental night for me. That was a night I, I gave my life to the Lord when I first got saved in the New Year's Eve service. I started doing comedy in New Year's Eve service. So it's been pretty, pretty packed. So I, the tradition for me doesn't have to be me on a stage. It could be me chilling at the crib. So I've 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 garnered great great satisfaction from not having to do a New Year's Eve service. And I, I kinda it's a little bit, I ain't gonna lie, it's a little badge on. It's a little flex. It's a flex. I'm not gonna front. It's a flex. It's a flex like, oh. You ain't got to do the New Year's Eve. It's a little Michael and Flex. It's a small Flex. But what I did do, instead of make money, I spent money, as I've mentioned before, going to the Gator Bowl, my family first bowl game that I've attended, uh, the University of South Carolina, in which I'm a fan, played the University of Notre Dame, in which we lost the game. And uh, I'm really not that upset about it because it wasn't a bad game. Like I, I, and watching the game, I wasn't surprised. Like Notre Dame was coming, and we were not 
meeting the level of intensity that they were providing. And if you looked at what we what we had done, we had scored on defense, we scored on special teams, we 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 scored and we were up, and you still never felt like, hey man, we got this in the bag. So I, I just really looked at looking at all the and the smoke and mirrors in which we were operating to even get points. Cause offensively we were not we were moving the ball for a second. And then we were not moving the ball. And they just never seemed to let up. It felt like a boxing match where as the rounds went, they were stronger. And we were getting winded. I think we were rope doping and was trying to hold on. But that being said, it's a great, great experience. I, I had a wonderful time. I think the children. Uh, I'll talk about the word of the day today <laughs> later, but the offspring, y'all, that's called foreshadowing. No, that's just telling it early. But I think everyone had a great experience. And I'm the dad that actively has to not mess up vacation for everybody else. Like, I'm the dude that has to, because, I, you know, I, you, as a as a, as a a dad, as a man, I think you set the tone for how an experience happens. And I could be, I could be a lot, right? I could be a lot. And especially the way that I like to do bowl games is much different from my wife and kids. I like to do adult bowl games, right? Like I like to pop in the tailgates and, and just, you know, talk a little smack here for 10 minutes, talk a little smack there, you know, go talk to these foes, go over there, play a game of cornhole, like, I'm I'm very social. I'm very I'm very politic. Pol, pol, I'm very politic. I don't think that's a word, but I'm, I I move like a politician in in those social settings. I, I'm trying to meet and greet. I'm socializing, but as a as a family, when you're in a family union, that doesn't you can't do that. You need to be with the group. You can't just be like, hey, I'll be right back. And then you go for two hours. So that didn't that didn't bode well. So when I'm with the family unit, I have to be very, hey guys, what's the deal? What's going on? How y'all doing? You know, and be more of an orchestrator in that regard for the family activities as opposed to what's going on around and all the social activities and just the shenanigans right you just shenanigans happen in the social setting shenanigans don't happen when you're with the family in the hotel unless the family's creating the shenanigans and so here we go with this so again and it's incumbent upon me to not mess up the vacation to have a good good attitude to be very because daddy's daddy's take the hits daddy's doing all the driving daddy's doing all the navigating daddy's gotta have the answers and i'm just like hey man i want to go watch the game that's all i want to do really i don't want to i want to go to concerts i don't want to do uh pep rallies i don't want to do uh spirit walks i just i just want to watch the game and watch the game but 
We had an outstanding time. The only bad part outside of losing the game, and it wasn't. Again, it was a it was a it was an honorable loss. I'm not I'm not upset with honorable losses. Like I understand you can't win all the games. Like, like I'm good on that. It's the way you look when you lose. That's a big part for me. Like I don't want to lose like a loser. I want to lose like a winner, like someone that. And you earned this win. You didn't just come and, and I just gave it to you. Like, you had to earn this win. And if a team makes you earn a win, then I'm good with that. But if you're looking at your team and you're like, man, they not even showing up, bro. I, I'd have showed up. Why can't y'all show up? So, I'm I'm good on, on the loss. What was atrocious that's the word i'll use to describe uh this particular event is was the was the travel the travel to and from the bogan it was it was beyond bad it was tro- atrocious like f- seriously i think we left on thursday around one o'clock maybe jacksonville from Columbia to Jacksonville is four hours. Yeah, it took us uh, seven hours. <laughs> now, we did stop, get some gas, get a little Zaxby's. But it shouldn't take seven hours. Matter of fact, there was a point when I was looking at my GPS, and my my GPS kept reverting back to four hours and five minutes. I would drive for three I would drive for an hour and 30 minutes and would say four hours and five minutes. And then you would watch it. It would count down. Like one time it counted down to like three hours and 58 minutes. And I looked again and it was back up to four hours and nine minutes. (laughs) I was like, yo, this traffic is the worst for real. It was pretty bad. And then even coming back, I think it took about six hours, possibly. It's not good. It's not good at all. But we did it. We had a great experience. Even though the traffic was atrocious, I I, I think, and all in all, was a was a great trip, great experience. Glad I'm glad that we chose to do that. I think my wife has been more intentional about creating experiences for our family as opposed to buying gifts. Now, there still is a lot of gift buying that happens, but very intentional about creating memories. And so, yeah, that was my on-the-road experience. Now, We'll share with you the best advice ever. That's the name of this podcast. Write it down. Your goals, your accomplishments, your expectations, your fears, your concerns. Write them down. So the best advice ever I would say get a journal. 
Get a journal, and not just to get a journal to have it because Mike Goodwin said get a journal. Get a journal and chronicle what's going on in your life. Now, I'm not giving you the advice of you have to be a, a stenographer of your life. You have to get every detail and every word in your the secretary, 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 secretary is how they sung, how Mary J. Bryant, Blige sung, not going to cry no more. I was your secretary. So don't be a secretary. Secretary. That's one thing, too, about Word of the Day. And I, I, it's an interesting time to talk about this. Y'all know me. I get off on these little tangents. But one thing I want to do, and I'm going to bring word of the day back. I'm really, I want it to resonate. Like, I really want it to hit. So I'm, I'm I'm still tinkering with it. But the spirit in which I do the word of the day is not the know-it-all spirit, right? It's not the grammatical, gramma, grammatical, grammatic, grammatical, Nazis. As you can see, I, I stumble and stutter and stammer over words. My enunciation and pronunciation can be off at times. I've been known to say ax instead of ask. I've been known to say words that may not even be words, like uh, like uh, Minionites, right? I, that's... That's how I get down. I'm I'm no I'm no expert epithemiology epithemiology. You know, I'm not by any chance, no, by any sort, purporting myself to be a Rhodes Scholar, uh, the Phi Beta Kappa. You know, someone who is erudite in all of his academic ways. I, I, I'm, I'm a person, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a student. I'm a lifelong learner, lifelong learner. I'm committed to learn and to exercise my mental capacity and to grow. So I'm not doing word of the day as me thumbing my nose the inferior vocabulary challenged individuals out here in the world. Like that's not the spirit in which I I'm doing my words, but when you do word of the day and I, you know, again, I look like I'm a professor at a HBCU. I, you know, I, I look like I teach economics. I'm the business. <laughs> I'm the business professor for macro and micro economics. I get it. That's why I'm leaning in. That's why I'm leaning in. I'm not leaning out. Hey, look, I'm going to get my sharp on, well-dressed. I stay on and on and on and rock and fly close to the break of dawn. And I, I, I don't know what I'm talking about, but I understand 
that when you 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 have words, you wear the bow tie, clean cut. There's just air of superiority around us and them, and you aren't one of us. That's not that's not what I'm doing. I'm, I, I I share words because I love words. I find words to be very intriguing. I I I'm telling you, I there I find words to be electrifying. I just I am enamored with words. And that's the spirit in which I I communicate the words to you. So it's not by no means my desire to come off as some stuffy academic in which I I'm not I did not don't but I did feel the need to communicate that cuz folks are on like it's like the nanny nanny boo boo like again even if I say stuff like I'll I'll you know every every year I'll, I may put a post about congratulations doesn't have a d in it yeah you know yeah come on you know that yeah that's that's general but I, I I'm I'm not coming from on high. I'm not high and vaulted up to communicate to you peasants, you serfs. <laughs> I, I just share uh, my love of word, and I hope I do it in a spirit that, that is more benevolent than critical and judgmental. But yeah, Back to the word, back to the advice. Write it down. Get a journal. And not only write it down, go back and take a look at it. I'm the king of writing something down and be like, what journal? What notebook? Where? I am a, a you talk about coveting wives. I don't covet people's wives, not at all. I covet your notebooks. My wife, she comes home with these notebooks. I was like, where did you get that notebook from, ma'am? And where is mine? You're not using that notebook. Unhand it. Yeah, you talking about a weakness for me? You bring a leather-bound journal around me. Oh, woo-woo. Wait, hey, hey, what's up? Hey, big head. That's how I talk to journals. What up? I am a journal. <laughs> I have a Casanova for journals. Your Casanova. I want those journals, baby. I can't take it. Give me them journals. And again, I'm not. I'm not telling you to again. I must repeat this. Not You don't have to document every. There's no right or wrong way to do it. Just make sure that you are writing down your thoughts. It'll be, because again, I, I've done it. I've written, I've journaled over the years. And it's amazing to go back and read some of those things and say, man, I was in an interesting spot. Whatever happened to that guy? I really liked his confidence. We need to bring that guy back. So it's good to chronicle, especially when, you know, major things happen around your life. I, I'm i all about the living. So there's very, 
I'm at an event. I'm I'm not taking pictures of people. Like I I go online and I look at an event that I was at, and I'm in no pictures because <laughs> I was at the event. I wasn't I wasn't documenting it. I wasn't chronicling it. I was living it. So I'm I I'm looking at things oftentimes that I have been at, and there's no trace that Mike Goodwin has been in the building. So I'm, I'm asking you simply to write it down, write it down, journal it, document it, leave a paper trail. You will benefit from writing that down. How you, you how your thoughts do even help you as it relates to, navigating your 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 emotions better if you write things down and go back and reflect upon them take a look there's something that we did in the military called an AAR after action review after every major event field exercises what we I was an artillery artillery art artilleryman so we would go out to the field we'd be out of the field for you know weeks at a time but at the end of that exercise we'd come back and we do it after action review and we'll talk about what things went well what things did not go well and how we're going to do things different the next time so i would encourage you to implement an after action review for your night you can do it nightly you can do it weekly you know, but at the bare minimum, do it monthly. And write it down. Don't just, you know, think about it. Talk about it. Put pen to paper. So that's the best advice of the week. That's not of the week. It's of the best advice ever. Because this is the best advice ever podcast. Being a little bit more mindful of this time, man. I've got through the two major segments. At the 30 minute mark, baby, we need some more air horns. Pretty significant. I think we're going to get out of here, people. And then maybe we won't. Like, have you ever been in a church service? <laughs> you look up and the pastor's finished. It's like 20 minutes on the clock. You're like, we out of here early. And then y'all still get out late. <laughs> I'm not going to do y'all. I'm not going to do that, y'all. So the next segment is the what you're not going to do segment. I saw some great ones. Sometimes I look at, you know, I know I'll take a look at the the USA Today. They'll have these segments by, uh, by states. And the last few I looked at, it was like, I'm very disappointed. But they had a few. I could not pass up. What you're not going to do, check this out, Kentucky. Shepherdsville, a Cousin Eddie display in reference of National Lampoon Christmas Vacation, apparently looked a little too real, and the police officer would call to check it out. After receiving the call, the dispatcher described the scene to responding officers as a male standing outside. He is naked, and his robe is covering part of his body. Now, this was a display. This wasn't the actual 
scene from the movie. Now, I, I, I don't think I've seen the movie, but I did see something where someone was like on their roof and they were kind of suspended in air. And the officer was like, are you okay up there? Do I need to call somebody? It wasn't the officer, maybe it was a neighbor. But it was a display. So I think this is the same thing that happened. And I wasn't going to watch National Lampoon to like better be able to communicate this, this story. I think we all get it. The other one, there was a few, but here was one that I caught, kind of caught me off guard. In New Hampshire, they said a body of an overdue 28-year-old hiker was recovered south of Mount Lincoln after he was reported missing by family by a family member who had been following his progress remotely. Now, what I want to know is what overdue means as it relates to the body of an overdue 28-year-old. Is that... A euphemism? Yeah, that's the opposite, right? For being dead? The body of an overdue. And, I, and I've searched. I went on I went on the Googles. It was like, hey, man, what's the deal? And I kept seeing stuff about pregnancy. I kept seeing stuff like, when you use overdue. But they kept talking about pregnancy. And I was like, I think this means the person's dead. But they could just say the body of a 20-year-old hiker was recovered. Overdue. So if somebody knows, feel free to send me a message via social media or email me at info at comedian mikegoodwin.com. That's I N F O at comedian mikegoodwin.com. If you have any information on what actually it means to be an overdue person. Now this was another one. This happened in Nevada, Sparks, Nevada. A former fire chief accused of illegal possession and distribution of steroids. He said he never got his resignation and wants to be re- reinstated. So there's a couple of things. You can't be on the roids working at the fire department. And you can't be the chief distributing the roids then you can't say hey man y'all never really i never really resigned so y'all need to give my job back (laughs) hey yo what you're not gonna do first off is be on the fire department staff taking steroids i mean i know still i mean if you look at like pound for pound fire fire department people seem very fit you know i think fire department is up there high as as terms of fit individuals i would think uh lifeguards are uh in that in that group i would say police officers but i've I've seen some very I've seen some very unfit police officers. I mean, but more than the fit ones. Like it seems to be. I even I think even the military is kind of skewed that way. Especially, dog. I don't want to say it. I'm gonna say it. I, <laughs> this is how my brain works. I, my brain thought it. I hadn't said it yet, but I'm gonna say it. Especially if you're in the National Guard. Like, 
hopefully I'll have it. National Guard listeners that will be offended. But hey, man, I, when I see somebody and they like, they in the National Guard, I'm like, yeah, it makes sense. Yep. Yep. That tracks. There was another one with a dude. <laughs> the dude wanted to sue somebody for deleting the Facebook comment because he said that his, uh, his, uh, Freedom of speech was violated because <laughs> somebody deleted his Facebook comment off of like maybe the city's Facebook page. So yeah, that's the what you're not gonna do version of what we're talking about. What what goes on every every episode? I talk about what you're not gonna do. One of the things I'm finding to be very aggravated. I, I'm a basketball fan, so I watch a lot of NBA. Whenever the Lakers are playing, LeBron's playing. Commentators, what you're not going to do is tell us LeBron's age every play. I get it. This man is not from the earth. He's from Venus or Jupiter. But we can't have every commentator, every play saying, what a great pass from 30-year-old LeBron James. Like, hey, let's stop, man. We got it. My guy is up there as it relates to sports world. Like, but every move, man, that was a nice free throw shot from the 38-year-old LeBron James. <laughs> Stop it. What you're not going to do is keep bringing that man's age up. That's what you, that's, that's the get off my lawn fish right there. All right, folks, we're going to wrap this up. Before we leave, we're going to do the word of the podcast. And I mentioned it earlier. The word of the podcast is simply offspring. Offspring is, I have a joke that I do. If you've seen me live, I'll, I'll say, hey, my wife and I, we created some offspring. That's a joke that I, I've been saying for a long, long time. I probably won't not say it. And it's one of those jokes that as I became, because I talk about this in my keynote, but I, as I became more diligent to prepare for shows, when I first started doing stand-up, I wasn't very diligent. I was very haphazard. I didn't put the time and the effort in to hone the craft. So I was just shooting from the hip. But once I started, locking in and, and being more deliberate about my preparation. Words like offspring was a word. That was one of those jokes that I thought about very early. It was like, cause I get up and I talk about my life and I'll say, yeah, my wife and I have children. We got a six year old daughter, you know, but that, Hey, there's an opportunity for the laugh there. Like my wife and I created some offspring and then people are thrown off guard. It's like, what? So what? Is this man 80 years old? What is going on? So offspring, as we all know, is just simply means children. Children. Little known fact, Mike Goodwin won the first grade spelling bee at Camden Primary. Do you know the word that I had to spell to win? Aha. Children. That was the, like, that's the peak of my academic career. <laughs> I won that. The school, and it was the school. Well, it may have been my grade. I don't, I don't know if it was the entire school, but it was definitely the first grade. And I was up there with two 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 peers. They were two 
uh, other classmates and they cannot spell children. I was the one that properly spelled children to win my first grade spelling bee. And again, like I said, that's probably one of the highlights of my academic career. So that's it's a long time to hold on to that. I remember when I worked at as the college counselor, a lot of folks would talk about their eighth grade accomplishments. And y'all was in National Honor Society in eighth grade. You're like, hey, you might not want to. Yeah, you might not want to put that on your application for college. <laughs> so I definitely couldn't put one the first grade spelling bee. But children. Children. There's some words. Uh, prodigy. That's another word that describes children. Uh, what's another word? One, one word that I... It cracked. It always has cracked me up, and we lost a dear friend, uh, Tamika Bell. She would always say this word as it relates to children, and I, I in the inside, I would it would just light me up. I, I was so every time she said it, I was so happy. And she would call people's because she didn't have any children, so she would say chaps. She said, "What are those? What are some? There's some bad chaps." Uh, Whose chaps are those? Man, the, the chaps. I love to hear chaps as a word to describe offspring. But how many chaps they got? Oh, my goodness. That, that, that took a beat. And I think the all-time greatest word as it relates to children is our crumb snatchers. <laughs> Look at those little crumb snatchers. Boy, when somebody call their children crumb snatchers, that's my kind of carrying on right there. So I would love to hear from you. What are some words that are common words, but you like to you like to do an ending around? You like to do the reverse. You, you, they think they, you think they're going one way, but you end up going the other way. What, what are the words that you use? I know I'm not the only one. Out here dropping offspring in our modern modern day vernacular. That is the podcast word of the day, man. It's been another excellent episode. I thank y'all so much for tuning in. It's been a blast. Uh, hopefully, you've come out of 2022 and you're excited about 20. 23. I know I am. I'm, I'm very excited for projects that I want to launch, projects that I want to complete, goals, and achievements that I want to accomplish in this new year. I, I'm not a, a resolution guy. They're, they're things that I'm I'm always working on, but I definitely have a word, my, my buddy Myron Jenkins, he hooked me into this, this practice by his football coach. I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of that of that team, but the coach seems to be a pretty, you know, solid guy. <laughs> if I'm not a fan of your team, I'm not even paying attention to what y'all got going on. Like, I'm just out of there. But, but people talk very kindly of this, this gentleman. But one of the, I think. Uh, one of the exercises that he does is they use a word to describe the year. So this year, my word is resurgence. 
2023 for Mike Goodwin is resurgent. We're going back to the basics, baby. We're pulling out the bow tie. We running these miles. We getting in shape, like shape, shape, not like shape better than the majority. We we talking about we getting operation no t-shirt type shape back. But yeah, resurgence is my my word of the year, and hopefully that you have great and exciting goals. And this year, you grab it by the horns, grab life by the horns. Don't be dominated by life. Go out and dominate. Go out and take control. Go out and be the man in the arena. I forgot. I was watching one of the teams that had lost in the the playoffs, but it kept referring. I think it was Ohio State. uh, CJ Shroud, if I'm not mistaken. I think he kept referring to being the man in the arena or the woman in the arena. That's a great, that's a great, poem i guess i think i have it on my wall over here i don't i don't know it off the top of my head but it talks about a lot of people want to spectate but it takes a lot of courage it takes a lot of a grit and determination to be the man or woman in the arena so be the man and woman in the arena as it relates to 20 23. Thank y'all so much for tuning in to another episode of the Best Advice Ever podcast. If you want to shout out to me, if you have a question, you can reach me at info at comedianmikegoodwin.com. Again, that's info at comedianmikegoodwin.com. Follow me on all my social media accounts. I'm on TikTok. I'm ticking and talking. I'm ticking and talking. I'm on TikTok. Check me out over there. That's at Bowtie Comedy. I'm at Bowtie Comedy on Instagram and Twitter. Comedian Mike Goodwin on Facebook. And you also you can also go to my website. Please go to my website and join my email list so you can stay abreast of all the events. That's just simply MikeGoodwin.com. Subscribe to this podcast. Share it. Tell people about it and rate it. Tell us, hey man, we're having a good time, man. Oh, you're talking too much. I want to learn some more about spelling bees. You know, just just give me some. Give me some insight. I'd love to hear back from you. But again, thank y'all so much for tuning in. It's your boy, Mike Goodwin, the Bowtie Comedian. Peace.